This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey folks, Matthew here, and I'm using my radio announcer voice, which can only mean one thing. We are doing a live show. It's January 29th, 6.30 p.m. at Book Larder in Seattle. That's in Fremont. Tickets are 10 bucks, and they should be available right now at booklarder.com. Proceeds benefit Family Works, a food bank and community services center in Seattle. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun show. We're featuring uh, guest MC Rachel Bell of Cairo FM Radio. The uh, topic for the show will be birthday cake and birthday cake will be served. Why birthday cake? Because Spilled Milk is celebrating its fifth birthday. Yes, we are turning five. We are uh, misbehaving, running all over the house. We are getting nervous about kindergarten. We don't know what that's all about. Uh, All of those things are happening. If you're a subscriber, check your email for a discount code. And if you didn't get it, drop us an email at contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you there. Now enjoy listening to me drink too many cocktails. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk. <laughs> the show where we stir stuff up, drink it all, and you can't have it. Nice. Thank and you. And this is a very special, I feel like this is a very special episode like at after school, like a very special episode of your favorite 80s sitcom where everyone would learn a lesson about... Yeah, like, Matthew's about to get schooled. Right. So uh, the the lesson this week is about cocktails. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a special uh, episode about alcoholism, but without the consequences. Um, and the, the really sad thing is that, well, I'm not sure how we what decided that you thing? were going to get schooled because... Because I know almost nothing about cocktails. Okay, well, so I know at least deal. a little bit more than you. I, so many times... Maybe like four times, but but each time is like burned in my memory. I've I've gone up to a bar and ordered something and felt like an idiot. What did you order? What's your go to? I bar? don't even have a go to. I mean, I've I've been hurt so many times that like <laughs> I feel like anything I'm going to order is going to be wrong in some way. So what, I would say, what have you ordered in a bar? So so like I, I my go to like in in the summer months now is the gin and tonic mm-hmm. because I know no bartender is ever going to say like I can't make that or. Uh, you know, like, are you sure you want that? In, has a bartender said that to you before? Not, I mean, not exactly, but they've given me a look that has communicated that very clearly. Is like, that when you ordered a, like a, a lemon drop or a Cosmo? And they I, were like, I've probably you, done that. I don't have boobs. 
Um, you shouldn't be drinking that. Right. Uh, so that kind of thing. And I'm like, I like lift my shirt Mardi Gras style. And, and <laughs> I'm like, wait, you're right. And it's very embarrassing. Yeah. And, and then I get kicked out of the bar. So what I'm saying is I want to stop getting kicked out of bars. Okay. Um, I've, you know, I've seen, like, I've seen, uh, it, it wasn't me, but someone I was with ordered a mojito and the bartender like was annoyed that it was like too much work. I've, I've ordered, I've ordered like, I think once I ordered a French 75 at a place where like that was too fancy and the bartender didn't know how to make it. And I felt like a, uh, Oh man, well, we are going to get you all, all fixed. I felt like I should have been guillotined French revolution style. We probably should have narrowed today's episode down even more than we did, but basically what we're going to talk about today are classic cocktails. Yes. And I'm excited because some of these, some of these classic cocktails I've tried before, some of the most basic ones I have never had, including this one that's sitting right in front of me that I haven't tasted yet. Okay. Well, so really quick, I feel like we should, we should talk about what is a cocktail and, and technically sort of what is a classic cocktail. Yeah. So my understanding is that a, a classic oct- classic oxtail? <laughs> <laughs> oxtail. It's pronounced oxtail. I haven't even had any any alcohol <laughs> right. yet. So, oh, so that's the other uh, thing. Can... Like, I I fully intend to get drunk before the end of this show, and we'll see what happens. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm I'm going to be hiding under the table. I think. I don't know, Matthew. I'm not going to is... like try start groping people. <laughs> well, we are married. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I've I guess, already like... made the married joke uh, no, in okay. every episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, but like we haven't we haven't like gotten to grope. Yet. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so a classic cocktail usually has no more than four <laughs> ingredients. Why are you giggling? I, I'm just the word groping. Is, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm imagining like, like uh, you know, married people like settling in for a night of groping. It's just so incongruous <laughs> somehow and, and yet realistic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So uh, usually a classic cocktail has four elements. There's usually a spirit, sugar. That's a ghost, right? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, no more than four ingredients. Spirit, sugar, water, and bitters. Although I don't know of many that have water. I don't know, man. You wrote that. Here I didn't write it. Me. Who wrote this? Abby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the water is water, ice? Water, ice. Oh, frozen, fro-wah. Frozen water. Fro-wah? <laughs> yeah, it's like Matthew, fro- who are you? It's like fro-yo. Well, okay. To the, to the listener, what's... <laughs> Ice. <laughs> Once again, okay, you know we're what? recording at the, at the at the ungodly hour of eight fifteen p.m. And Matthew is, is all almost punchy. my bedtime. Yeah, I'm getting all silly, like when your kid stays up too late and drinks a lot of cocktails. Okay, great. But anyway, what I'm trying to say here is that classic cocktails you can think about them um, as sort of distinguishing themselves from like sort of these newfangled cocktails that have like many ingredients and infusions and uh, like eight things in one cocktail. A classic cocktail, it has survived the decades because it is simple and it lets the quality of the ingredients shine through. So um, a a classic cocktail, maybe an old-fashioned, great place to show off a a delicious rye. Anyway, classic cocktails... I think that they will always survive because I feel like they are something I'm going to give a dissertation on. I, that's, that is, I thought you were giving like 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 a, a stump speech. I'm bored with myself. Um, Let's just start um, Can I try stating what you said another way? <laughs> yeah. That like a, a classic cocktail is is a cocktail you could imagine Don Draper or exactly. Ernest Hemingway or James Bond drinking you know, and not and- saying like. I'm not getting anywhere near this shit. And I was going to mention Ernest Hemingway today, oh, good. actually. But don't steal my thunder, man. I won't. Okay, so let's let's start out with the first drink of, of the night. We are starting with an old-fashioned, which is like the original class, classic cocktail. It is the original cocktail. It is probably the oldest cocktail. I have never had one, and it's gorgeous. It's got a big, beautiful ice cube in it. 
And, it, and what is an old-fashioned? What goes so, into it? So an old-fashioned, there have been many ways of making it over the years. But basically, the spirit is rye. It usually has Angostura bitters. And it usually involves some form of sugar. So okay. basically, you know, whiskey, sugar, bitters. Ours today is the old-fashioned that we make at Essex. And we make a simple syrup from uh, Muscovado sugar. So and that's kind of, like fancy sugar. Yeah, it's fancy sugar. Okay. But it gives a more caramelized flavor. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. It's so smooth. Can, can, can we peel back the curtain and here and say we're, we're going to be like sharing one cocktail between us mm-hmm. over and over? Mmm. <laughs> what I really like about that is that it's like you think sugar. And I mean, most cocktails involve Something some kind sweet. of sugar. Yeah. And you think it's going to be really sweet, but no, this no. is like just really delicious, smooth, rye, yummy. And this is something I could order at any bar and... Isn't this... The, hold on. I, I need to ask the audience. Isn't this... <laughs> I need to phone a friend. Isn't this the Don Draper drink? Isn't this what Don Draper drinks? Right. Yeah. So you 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 could hang oh. out with Don Draper and drink this and, 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 then, so- and then go find some... Some ladies. Okay. I was trying to decide whether to say tail bitches or Don Draper wouldn't say he that. He wouldn't say that. He would I mean, not he would, say he that. He would treat women that way, but he wouldn't he, say. Would it. he go chasing skirts? Yeah, I think he would. Maybe. Or, or maybe they would chase him. Do you think, like, because of the popularity of that show, like, that just guarantees that I can get an old-fashioned anywhere? You can get an old-fashioned anywhere. Uh, you will very often find it garnished with a cherry. Oh, that sounds good too. Not, I'm not that into cherries, so I didn't do it. But an or- um, orange peel is nice. We did an orange peel. Would you like some more? I would love some more. Anyway, so yeah, basically like the, the earliest cocktail on record was basically like whiskey. 10,000 BC. 10,000 BC, otherwise known as like mid-1800s, I think. Uh-huh. And it was whiskey, sugar, and bitters. So here you go. Wow. So, so it's like we're, we're drinking a little bit of history. I hate you. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Did you read my dissertation? Hold on. Uh, someone here identifies six classic cocktails. Should we talk about this? I did want to talk about this. So so here's the thing. Most of what I know about cocktails comes from reading Wikipedia, like, in the last few days. Isn't that most of what we know about everything? Yes, but uh, but you own a bar, and, and I, like, get weird after a drink and a half. <laughs> You're um, going to get so weird tonight. I hope so. I'm, this is gen- I genuinely want to see what happens if, if I get intoxicated on the show, because oddly enough, I've never done it before. So, so I ran across this like uh, famous among cocktail nerds, I think, book called uh, The Fine Art of Mixing Drinks by uh, David Embry, and I think it was from the 40s. Um, and in the book, he... he <laughs> Hold on, I'm just noticing that our Muscovado sugar kind of got pinned under the ice cube. Oh, Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm just splashing it all over my hand. Great. In the book, he identifies six the six classic cocktails according to him, David Embry. And uh, I thought it was funny that five of them I had heard of, you know, and a million times, and one of them I had never heard of. The six classic cocktails are the Old Fashioned, the Daiquiri, the Manhattan, the Martini, the Sidecar, and the Jack Rose, which I'd never heard of. I have never heard of the Jack Rose. But I was I was told by Abby that it's it was like Humphrey Bogart's cocktail. Ooh, wow. Well, well, should we drink something else? Yes, I'm excited. Next one. Hey, you know, I just realized that I said that we used a Muscovado simple syrup in our old fashioned. Uh-huh. But we actually used what's called a bleh bleh. <laughs> Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> Was that is that one of those one of those uh, no we, Scandinavian languages? 
I mean, because I, I, I speak a little Swedish that I picked up at Ikea, and I didn't understand that. <laughs> I mean, I think you were talking about some sort of, like, bookends, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Okay. All right. So, no. What I meant is that we we make what's called a. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Attention, attention, listeners. Molly has had like two sips of a cocktail so far. No. Okay. So, um, we make what's called a rich syrup as opposed to a simple syrup. So, a simple syrup is one to one sugar to water. A rich syrup is two sugar to one water. So FYI, the Muscovado syrup we used in our old fashioned was a two to one rich syrup. So you're saying you lied to me I and lied to, to you the and listening to the whole public. world. Let's drink some more. Cheers. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. So that list you just rattled off that said that the Manhattan and the Martini were both classic cocktails. Yes. Well, we are not drinking either one of those. <laughs> Great. Great. What we are drinking is something called the Martinez, which is basically if there were a family tree of cocktails. And there are you is. picturing this? Yes. Right? Okay. So this is I'm like, actually picturing someone passed out drunk under a Christmas tree. Great. Okay. So this is like the the shared ancestor of the Manhattan and the Martini. Oh, wow. So, so basically what we've got here is we've got gin, a good dry gin, sweet vermouth. We've used Cokie Torino, which among sweet vermouths is on the less sweet end. <laughs> okay. We've used maraschino liqueur a tiny little bit and some orange bitters. Well, basically, if you took the gin and the orange bitters from that... Those go into a martini, and then you take the <laughs> the sweet vermouth, and that leads to the Manhattan. Basically, we've got elements of martini and Manhattan in this drink, and the, I'm making all kinds the of hand, hand gestures, gestures that go with this are astonished. I wish this was our first video episode. It's my it's my classic cocktail interpretive dance. Yes. Anyway, so, so yeah, this came about like around the turn of the century. This drink was originally like more vermouth than anything else, and now it's primarily gin. It's like a, a little more than two times the gin to vermouth. So it's two, Who cares? Two vermouth to... Two, two, it's two gin to three-quarter vermouth. Oh, I was, it used I was, to be very vermouth forward. I was going to say something like... to begin. Okay, there we go. It's very... I like it. ...sophisticated. Yeah, it's... Um, it's like kind of hard to place it. It's like, what? what is that? I feel like I have so many questions, and we're not going to be able to get to them all. And I'm I, so not going to be able to answer most of them. Like, what What are bitters, and what do they do in my cocktail? Oh, what so, are they doing so, in my cocktail? So, well, I mean, bitters are like these herbal infusions. Um, you could put a little drop oh, of one on your hand. I know them as herbal essences. Herbal essences. They make you have an orgasm in the when shower, you wash right, your hair right. with them. Now, let's taste one on your hand. Okay, that sounds great. I'm going to hate this, aren't I? No, you're so when I was pregnant, I often, <laughs> as a sort of non-alcoholic or very, very minimal alcohol drink, would have like soda water or tonic with some bitters in it. Oh. It is alcohol, but you use the tiniest little amount. It's very strong. Now, now you add a few drops to, to June's bottle. <laughs> now I, yeah, always. So taste this. It tastes like medicine. Yeah, it tastes like medicine. Yeah, I mean, it tastes like it tastes like. Uh, I mean, bitters bitters are about as old as time. things come. They're about as old as time, and basically, the idea is that you take a base alcohol and you infuse it with all kinds of like herbs and roots, various roots and botanicals and things. Grubs, um, anyway, larvae. Yeah, but basically, you wind up with this very strong tasting thing that you use in small quantities that Heat. gives. <laughs> 
<laughs> that gives whatever you're drinking an added complexity. And there are many different kinds of bitters. Uh, Peychaud's is a particular formulation, Angostura, orange, rhubarb. There's so many people who know more about this than me. You're a particular formulation. I hate myself. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, so far I've had like a, a total of slightly less than one cocktail and mm-hmm. I'm really feeling it. So, so the thing. Really? That, oh, yes. So, so like the thing, the thing we need to get out there is that um, like I, I get definitely get silly after like one drink and after like one and a half drinks, I get really I silly. I think the most I've ever had with you was like a pint of beer. Mm-hmm. I, I almost we, never have I think more we than have one drink. Already exceeded the alcohol level of a pint of beer, Matthew. What's going to happen? Um, okay, <laughs> here's here's it's a five step process, like the five stages of grief. I'm making them up as I go along. Uh, <laughs> step step one: worse jokes than usual. Step two: acceptance of worse jokes. <laughs> right. Than usual. Um, step two: fidgeting. Um, step three, groping. <laughs> step, um, step, uh, step step four. Uh, <laughs> did you forget which number we were on? Um, there's no step four. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, step five, I fall asleep under a Christmas tree. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, I'm the present on Christmas morning. Spilled Milk is brought to you by the Neat Ice Kit. The Neat Ice Kit is a set of tools for creating the right ice for your at-home cocktails. Your cocktails will never be the same. I, I think we can all agree, and I mean this in a good way. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree that, you know, it's easy enough to get the ingredients for your cocktails. Ice, I think, is the hardest ingredient to get right in making cocktails at home. You know, when we go out to a fancy cocktail bar, we usually get this big gorgeous cube of ice and it's clear and uh, And melts so slowly. It's wonderful. Well, the neat ice kit can help you do that. So you're saying I can't go to my local liquor store and say, like, give me a bottle of rum, a bottle of gin, and And a a couple of really nice ice cubes? That is correct. You cannot. However, so I actually tried the neat ice kit at home. And uh, it's really cool. It's basically, um, it's maybe a little bit bigger than a pint of ice cream. Mm -hmm. Basically, you put uh, water in this thing. It freezes in such a way, through the magic of science, that uh, it's very clear. It is a beautiful rectangular ice cube. And then you can use this fantastic wooden mallet that they give you that you can also, you know, use as a, as a muddler. I'm holding it right now. Yep. Yep. You use that plus this chisel that comes in the kit. It looks like a little ice guillotine and you can cut up your rectangle of beautiful, beautiful ice into any size cube you want. You can even shove those cubes in the Lewis bag that comes with the kit. That's a heavy canvas bag and you can make crushed ice for your mint julep at home. Can I have a mint julep at home right now? Only on Kentucky Derby day. Can I make a beautiful, uh, square ice cube. I guess we call that a cube, not a square. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of hold it in my hand and carry it around for a while. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The, the neat ice kit can help you do that. Okay. So the neat ice kit, it comes with everything you need. The insulated ice mold, the chisel, which, uh, which also works as a bottle opener. And a um, guillotine. The club, which also works as a muddler. Yes. A guillotine <laughs> for like, um, very small um, aristocrats and uh, Lewis bag for crushing ice. And it makes a terrific gift for, uh, for the cocktail person in your life, for the holidays, for a wedding gift. Don't we all have a cocktail person in our lives? Yes. Um, well, I'm hoping that, uh, that, that I am now the cocktail person in my life <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> uh, to get yours, go to www.studioneat.com. Use the code spilled milk and you will get 10% off anything in the store. Let's mix up another cocktail. Delightful. 
Okay, so we have the research staff currently working on a thorny issue. But in the meantime, <laughs> yeah. I want to say something I like about cocktails is that, I mean, first of all, they contain alcohol. But another thing is, okay, there's, there's, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely like hitting like stage two here. Um, so something that I noticed on a, on a trip to Hong Kong earlier this year <laughs> is that uh, this, this thing about drinking like really cold iced drinks is, is a very American habit. And, so uh, I kept going around Hong Kong trying to get my hands on some ice water and finding that like people thought this was kind of a crazy thing to drink. Mm-hmm. And so the thing I like about, uh, I mean, one of the things I like about America in general is that you can get ice water anywhere. And one of the things I like about cocktails is that many, if not most of them are served really cold. And, and I like really cold drinks. And like, if you got a problem with that, suck it. And I feel like, too, I expect my cocktail to be very cold. Like, it's really a bummer when you get a cocktail, especially one that's served up. So, you know, not on an ice cube. And it's not cold enough. I hate that. So so right now we're drinking a Negroni, which technically is, which is not... wonderful. Which technically is not on your friend David M. Burry's list. Oh, he, of he ain't my cocktails. friend. However, I wanted to include this one because it totally fits the definition. It has only three ingredients. It's equal parts Campari, uh, which is the the very bitter, bright red Italian aperitivo, very syrupy, very bitter. Did I already say bitter? It's bitter. Yeah, it is. And then also gin and sweet vermouth. So equal parts of those three things. Um, I mean, it's usually got- served with like a, a little bit of orange it's it's a great balance of bitter and sweet like that book hotel on the corner of bitter and sweet yes which is about cocktails yes and usually usually i see it served up but i prefer it on an ice cube personally this is my favorite drink (laughs) on an ice cube is is a cocktail term so i should go up to the bar and say can i get i'd like a negroni on an ice cube please that won't get me a weird look from the bartender i'm a professional Uh uh-huh do as i do Not as I do. (laughs) Okay. That that Uh, seems consistent. Anyway, yeah. So this is my favorite. What? And it's tasty. (laughs) I was going to say what makes it your favorite, but you just anticipated my question. So it took me a while to get into bitter drinks. I feel like it's very trendy right now to like bitter things. They're entire bars that serve nothing but but like bitter Italian. Wait, are you serious? I'm totally serious. What would be a name of one of those bars? Barnacle. Oh, okay. Yeah, Barnacle here in Seattle has an incredible collection of these bitter Italian liqueurs, and it's it, that is sort of its its pride and joy. That's its thing. Homie. Wow. Yeah, there's so many. Anyway, I kind of liked them, but was also sort of like, why do people drink this? Because it is so medicinal. And then I came to really like it. I love Campari. And Campari is supposed to have the effect of like opening your stomach before eating. Like An aperitif. Yes, you're supposed to drink this before eating. So so Matthew, unfortunately, now it's going to open our stomachs just after we ate a whole bunch of Thai food. I feel like it's opening me in so many ways. That's so great. Do you like it? (laughs) I do. I do like it. A lot of people fucking hate this drink. I no, I genuinely uh, I was serious about the balance between bitter and sweet. I I do like that a lot. Is this like a hip cocktail that like a lot of people are into? Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like I, I, I've heard a lot of people talking about it, but I that may have just been you. No, I think I think a lot of people are really into it, and I think that it's it's particularly like a summer thing. Like you're supposed to drink stuff like this in in the summer in Italy if you're being properly. Italian, but British, it, like me. <laughs> that, that was. We need to your, delete that part. No, 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 no. Like I, I understand oh, that you've please. been you've been doing some like work with a voice coach, and um, <laughs> and like it's really starting to pay off. 
<laughs> um, so could would I would I get the look if I ordered this in the winter? I'm oh not, no! Not oh my in God! Italy? No! Okay. No! 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 In the U.S., you can you can probably order this in pretty much any bar now, any time of year. However, in Italy, I think it's definitely much more of a summer thing. What about like a biker bar? I I think I would stick with beer. Okay. Yeah. Also, I should say that a really cool variation on this is the Boulevardier. Which substitutes whiskey for that the is what I'm going to order at the biker bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to sashay into like you know big Frank's hog and grog. <laughs> <laughs> and say, I want a, a Boulevardier, and my friend's gonna have a French seventy-five. <laughs> I hope you're wearing chaps. Oh, I will be wearing mega chaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, does the, I, I, wait, does the fact that they're mega mean that they're like s- smaller wait, or bigger? I have a question. Like are, more coverage or I'm less not, coverage? I'm not sure if the thing that I'm envisioning is chaps or not. <laughs> chaps? It, is it like the thing that goes on the front of your like thighs? It goes, it wraps around your legs but leaves your basic genital and butt <laughs> your, area exposed. Your, your, basic, your basic area? <laughs> your groping zone. Right, my basic area needs to breathe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this, by the way, the, the biker bar that you can go into wearing nothing but chaps. Like, first of all, I'm sure this exists. And, mega chaps. Yeah, mega. <laughs> oh, so mega chaps. Oh, you asked it. You asked an important yeah, question about like, mega chaps. <laughs> is it more coverage or less coverage? It's 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 both. It's more coverage and less coverage, but in all the right places. <laughs> Great. Okay. You, okay. I think maybe you were in the middle of saying something, no, but uh, I don't know. Who I cares? definitely wasn't. Is there anything else that we should be hitting? Oh, is there <laughs> anything we should be hitting? <laughs> um, actual question. Um, we, we, we skipped our usual like memory lane segment. Do you have any like stories oh, of yeah. uh, like drinking stories? So I didn't really drink before I was like 19. I mean, my parents did what I think is kind of a smart thing, which is, you know, let me have sips of beer and wine and whatever Mine they were too. having. And of course, I hated it. Like you're supposed to. When oh, you're a I kid. loved beer when I was a kid. My, Seriously. D- my daughter loves beer. It's disconcerting. <laughs> anyway, my first hard liquor experience was my freshman year of college. Somebody had bought like Bacardi gold rum sure. and cranberry juice. And I thought this was so awesome. And I remember, this is the best part. Afterwards, I remember telling my mom, oh my God, rum and cranberry juice is so <laughs> good. And she was like, oh, I've heard of vodka and cranberry juice, but never rum and cranberry juice. And I was That's like, very oh inventive. yeah, it's the stuff. It's the business. I didn't get really drunk though. I think I was scared of being drunk. I've only been drunk like once. Yeah, I've only I, I I actually I can think of times when like, you know, I got drunk and silly hanging around with friends. I can't I I don't have any stories of like, you know, I got drunk and did something worth telling a story about. My my only like drinking memory really is that on my twenty first birthday, my friends took me to a bar so I could, you know, order Get or, drunk. Right. Um, so, I mean, so that I could like order a beer, like on my 21st birthday and I did not get carded and I was so disappointed. Oh, I'm so sorry, Matthew. Do you want me to card you right now? Yeah. Literally getting out my wallet. Wow. So, so here's the thing about He's my wallet. Give me his credit card. Right. So, um, I, I don't have a driver's license. I, uh, I carry a passport card and every time I hand it over to someone, they're like, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sneeze on it. Wait a minute. You were born in Massachusetts? Big time. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> wow. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I mean, didn't yeah, know that. I was I was born all over Massachusetts. I was <laughs> no, I was born in in, in uh, Boston, MA. I don't think anyone says that. <laughs> I was born at the, the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Brookline, Massachusetts. Great. And I, I lived on Cape Cod until I was two. I did not know this about you. Yeah. Wow, we should we should have cocktails together more often. Yeah, I, I lived in uh, in Provincetown, where I bet there's a biker bar that you can go into wearing nothing but chaps. <laughs> and I'm not joking. <laughs> I I know you're not joking. Okay. Okay. Let's move we on. We got to one more. Yeah. Number four. Right. I yeah. I clearly need to drink more. Oh, this looks beautiful. I I feel like I know this is going to be my favorite. And the reason I say that is because I love lime juice. I do too. Okay, let's drink. Oh. That's really tangy and refreshing. So we're drinking um, like a classic daiquiri. Okay. I feel like there is something problematic about this drink. Not the drink itself, but the name, which is that people think you want a blended drink. Yeah, people think. I, I, until like six months ago, thought that all daiquiri. Made in a blender. Oh, the ghost of the ghost of. Wait, you were going to say something about Hemingway. Is this is this oh, the time? So, so basically, like, let me see if I can remember this. I think okay, that, there was an old man. Well, so there was a sea. Yeah, there was a big ass fish. Well, so basically, things didn't go well. So it, back in the back in the old era of pirates and navy shipping and uh, ships which, out which on era are we talking about exactly was this <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But anyway back back in an era when there were a the lot Spanish of people Maine, on, on boats the barbary coast yeah okay, <laughs> okay. a lot of oh, like like uh, anyway oh you mean like needed, during uh, during you know, regatta season <laughs> rum and sugar and limes were like currency basically oh yeah yeah because of scurvy because of scurvy exactly anyway so this drink is Rum, cane syrup, and, and lime scurvy. juice. And scurvy. <laughs> and Hemingway is, I think, uh, you know, typically uh, pointed to as, as sort of the reason for the daiquiri's popularity. He was in Cuba. He drank this a lot. His preferred version, however, was grapefruit juice instead of lime. Mm. No. <laughs> Wait, but that sounds really good. Yes, grapefruit okay. juice, rum, and maraschino. Is that right? Yes. That sounds like a completely different drink. It sounds like, a, how could that possibly be? I, I feel like this would be good. So wait, so what's in here? So it's sugar. This is just rum. Sugar and lime. Sh- sugar and lime. And the sugar, again, is like a two to one syrup. You, you seem really like hooked on this thick syrup. What's it called? It's like, like a thing that I guess bartenders are using now. You know, I have to give credit for anything that I know and, and all of these syrups and things to our bartender. Anything you know about anything? Our bar manager at Essex, uh, Naya Bystrom, he made these syrups. These are the syrups we use at Essex. And today, I guess it's like all the thing with bartenders to use these rich syrups. They give a different kind of mouthfeel, as you can imagine. It is, simple it syrup. Is, do you hate it, it when I use the word mouthfeel? It kind of a l- lugubrious mouthfeel. <laughs> I don't know what that the, word the, means. The Disgusting yes. is, is, is sensual. Okay, can we pause a second? Because Wait, does anybody know what lugubrious means? Is it have something to do with crepuscular? <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I'm not actually going to pause and look it up. It's like, I don't care. Everything I lear- know about writing, I learned from Papa Hemingway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> Thanks for the yes and there. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so let's just, you know, wrap up today by talking about... Some- oh, no. we'd get. I want more cocktails. But there are more cocktails. We just can drink them without having to talk about them. Oh, okay. Um, hey, so, you know, what about, like, flaming cocktails? Oh, those are the best kind, right? That's, oh, it's yeah. Like a, a- it's, it, it, they're like the, the showgirls of cocktails. The movie or they're just like, showgirls? They're like the, the, the cowgirl uglies of cocktails. No, Wait, they're what? Like the, <laughs> they dance Coyote on the bar. Coyote ugly? Oh, <laughs> I, I, 
I think I, I assume cowgirl uglies is a thing. Are, were you thinking like I don't know? <laughs> cowgirl uglies. I have not had nearly as much to drink as you have, and yet, <laughs> and yet, I, and yet I am I am holding forth like the like the dean of the college, and you're like John Belushi. <laughs> Yep, wearing my college sweatshirt. You're wearing your college sweatshirt. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, um, starting food fights. Anyway, flaming cocktails. I don't know when Are done. There... When done properly for like a real reason, I guess it's okay. What but do you mean a real reason? That's fucking on fire. <laughs> what you need more of a reason than no, that? No, like you could be like charring an herb or something. Oh, ch- charring an herb. Whatever. <laughs> uh, what do you think about like? Various sizes of ice. Are you into this whole ice craze? I would have to be like into this whole cocktail craze in order to get be into this ice craze. I mean, I guess I could put <laughs> fancy ice like in my orange juice. Um, <laughs> I, I do really enjoy a nice ice cube. Just carrying was, it around. I was not joking earlier when I said I would. I would totally just like. Okay, I question about ice. <laughs> is it true that it's what is, happens to water when it gets cold? Is, is ice also slang for some sort of drug? I'm yeah, like. I don't know which one. I don't know anything about drugs. Me neither. I was just wondering. I haven't even watched all of The Wire. Wait, I really <laughs> had that... a question about ice. Okay. I, I, come on. You can learn a lot about drugs from watching every yes. season of The Wire, right? Yes, yes. Um, my question about ice. Oh, do you ever suck on ice cubes? No. Because I, I don't Am do I it. supposed to say yes and? No, no, no. <laughs> Gee, now, now I've given you an improv no. complex. No. I, uh, I don't do it like as, a, as like a, a recurring habit, but every once in a while I will drink a glass of, of ice water, as is my right as an American, and, uh, and then suck on all the ice cubes until they're gone. And I, I feel like that could maybe be problematic with like a, you know, a sharp cornered ice cube of the kind you would get at an artisan cocktail bar. You know, I learned from, from Dan Pashman... Of the sporkful. Of the sporkful. Our nemesis. Our nemesis. He makes a case for the the big, you know, spherical ice cube over the big cube. Can you call it a spherical ice cube? A sphere. I think you can call it a spherical ice cube. Over an ice cube. Because it, like, touches your lips in a nicer way. It's a better lover. Um, But, like, the big big ones, like like in over there in Abby's freezer. You definitely can't crunch on those. Right. You can't, like, stick the whole thing in your mouth unless unless you're, like, a hippo. The whole point is that it melts much more slowly and dilutes your drink less. So I I do get on board the old ice cube snobbery when it Mm -hmm. comes to these big cubes. I think they make a difference okay um it's important right. to make a difference in life matthew <laughs> i think we have made it over the last oh my god 77 minutes or however long it's I been hate us right uh, now we we've we have changed the world in so many ways do we need to talk about what makes a cocktail good and what makes a different one bad do we even know well i'm sure it has something to do with using good ingredients and like stirring clockwise in the northern hemisphere and counterclockwise in the southern hemisphere i'm gonna go yeah. with that yep yep all right okay so i want to i want to say one thing which is that i am a person who keeps my promises at the top of the show i promised i would be drunk before the end of the show are you really and i kept that promise are you serious of course I, I really hardly feel mine, and I'm usually the lightweight in the room. I can out-lightweight anyone in the room. I will, <laughs> I will go into that biker bar wearing my chaps, and, like, you know, I will say, hey, and, you know, any one of you motherfuckers can drink me under the table. <laughs> and they'll be like, what? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> and... We, we should go do karaoke now. And furthermore, 
I th- that was actually the only thing. Yes, and <laughs> yeah, we should totally go do karaoke. I could sing the hell out of some "I'm Every Woman" or something like that. <laughs> okay, well, you can find us uh, at. SpilledMilkPodcast.com where we w- might list some recipes for the drinks we made today. I think that would be a good yeah. idea. You can also was- find us at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast where you can chime in about your favorite classic cocktail or how many drinks it takes you before you get as silly as <laughs> Before is. you get to the middle of the Tootsie Pop. Um... <laughs> You can leave us a review on iTunes, possibly um, uh, not of this episode. Um, I I am so scared. Like you know, like tomorrow I'm gonna I'm You're or gonna something. Have I'm to gonna relive this. Right, I'm gonna listen to back episode. to this and like, boy, this is gonna be really funny. And then I'm gonna listen back. And like, oh my god, this isn't funny at all. It has moments. Okay. Yeah. Um, how do you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and until next time, thank, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I was Matthew Amsterburton. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep those doggies roll. I, I, for the longest time as a kid, thought that song was about dogs. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.